Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host, back from being a boring middle-aged man, to <laughs> being a boring middle-aged man talking about X-Wing. A uh, boring middle-aged oh, nerd man. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me today is, um, he might be in, he might be out, it's our little hokey-cokey expert, Ben Hibbert. Hello there. <laughs> Hello, mate. Uh, also going to be doing a bit of chatting, but not too much because he's tired, is producer Tim. Hello, Tim. Uh, and fa- yeah, let me say hello again. I'll mute myself on OBS. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> hello there. Then <laughs> <laughs> finally joining us um, all the way from over on the wrong side of the Pennines, it's uh, Mr. Tom Veal with an E. Two E's, yeah. in fact. You need the E in there, but yeah. Uh, hello, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> You're, you're not the opposite of cruelty-free meat. You're not maximum no. cruelty meat. <laughs> no, I just got a little bit extra on the end, you know. <laughs> hey. Uh, a bit of fun. Right, so Tom's come on to, to have a chat with us um, because he was at the Welsh Open at the weekend and he did reasonably well, but he didn't win it. Wow, um, so we'll have a chat about uh, who was the winner and we'll, we're going to run through some of the cut lists. We'll have a bit of a chat with Tim and with Tom about their runs, um, about who did well, who didn't do well. Uh, and, you know, a bit, bit of a hint, they both did all right. Um, I wasn't there, so there was no Sith Taker going 2-3 drop or 0-2 drop or whatever. <laughs> um, so um yeah it's uh so the the welsh the welsh open went off at the weekend um down in cardiff um it was at uh firestorm games which from all the pictures that i've seen was uh, a really really nice venue so like it's i think it's an old car showroom it's a um, motorbike um, showroom yeah yeah yeah, so like a vehicle of some sort of showroom. Well, let, let's stick with that. But yeah, no, it's a it's a it's an old showroom. Um, so it's still got like the big glass fronted windows. It's got like the multi layer things. It's got you know all the different flooring sections that have all been turned into like part of it is shop. Then there's a big card gaming bit, a big mini gaming bit. And was the X Wing event held upstairs? Was it in the gaming space? Or yeah, was it it downstairs. Was... No, it was upstairs. They had all their stock and stuff downstairs. They had like yeah. this rotating kind of like podium in the middle with all the fun stuff on it. I tried to get like a sexy pose on it and like kind of reveal myself, but uh, weight exceeded and I c- couldn't move it. And then someone quickly came and told me to get off it. <laughs> get, get off our thing. Get off the expensive thing. Money <laughs> yeah. We, we might be a big shiny game shop, but we're still a game shop. Don't break our thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had, um, we had uh, 51 players uh, registered for the event. And I think uh, 50 actually played on the day oh sorry 52 players uh registered for the event a couple of people didn't turn up and um, one of them was dale probably because of work and um me. and you oh but yeah, you didn't I register i know oh, but no, you didn't register yeah Whatever. so they they sold a few more <laughs> they sold a few more tickets um as well but uh yeah they had 50 players there in the end um which is a really let's say it's a phenomenal turnout um for a first event um, especially in Cardiff, which is quite far away from quite a lot of people. Um, appreciate it's closer to quite a few people as well um, than our one up north. So it's absolutely fantastic that we've got another um, good event um, has gone off. Uh, so you guys played five rounds of Swiss, followed by uh, a top sixteen cut, so massive cut. Yeah, it was of... so it was so deep. Considering the drops as well, there were three or four people that dropped, so <laughs> it was ridiculous yeah. to be honest. So 
Yeah, so we had uh, we had a couple of three and twos who made cut and dropped because obviously they weren't expecting to be there, and then one four and one who made cut and dropped. We'll talk about that in a minute, Tim. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then, yeah, that that meant that um, that meant that cut went down to. 18th 19th 19th 20th actually because 19th dropped as well (laughs) um so yeah so like it went down to it was still three and two yeah it was was still three and two the the highest two and three was 26 and we had to go really deep um for that to happen but anyway um so it went down to there um all of that stuff happened there was a big game loads of people played x-wing loads of people had fun loads of people got sweet swag and loot and stuff which is really great and at the end of it all um somebody whose name i'm gonna butcher horribly won it um john brooks bank glevery <laughs> you just call him john bl <laughs> john bl john yeah jbl yeah um, shout out shout out to york garrison so he plays up there he's but he's a Sheffield resident, so I mean, we can claim that victory for ourselves. I think. <laughs> so what you're saying is, he's a he's a traitor, and he should, <laughs> he will never be allowed to darken the doors of Patriot Games in Sheffield again. Is yeah, especially saying? since he knocked me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I did laugh. I was watching some of the stream games on uh, Farcast, and when it got to top four, um, and I think it was you against John on one table. And it was Tom Reed against Dom Flanagan on the other table. And I just posted up in Twitch chat. I was like, which semi-final are we watching? Is it the short semi-final or the tall <laughs> semi-final? And they were like, <laughs> and it took, it took a beat. And then Pond went, it, it's the short semi-final. You're watching the short one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm glad they weren't streaming our game because John, before our game, decided to take his top off. He was trying to, nice. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to psych me out. <laughs> Was he just cooling himself off, or was he just wanting to distract you with his phenomenal oh, he, physique? Well, he was driving me home, and obviously, we, me and Dan had driven up with the baby and and Molly, and Molly was looking after uh, after the kids. So she went to Bristol for the day, and he mm-hmm. says, look, I want to go home early, so I'm going to beat you and drop the final so we can go home. <laughs> and, and so we're like, no, mate, you're going to have to play this. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just drop the final. Everyone's going to be so annoyed. <laughs> You should have just reached over it, gently stroked his nipple, and go. Let's have a fun game. <laughs> I, uh, I was so fo- I was trying to be so focused, but it was so hard with that uh, hulking man <laughs> standing across the table from me. <laughs> I, I just find it really hard to be focused in like the last game or last couple of games of an event because you're like riding on this wave of kind of euphoria because you've done so well. And you're like, I've got to focus on this game, but you're also tired and hot. Yeah. And, you know, probably a bit dehydrated because you've not been drinking enough fluids and you've not been eating your jerky or your peanuts or whatever (laughs) it is that you're supposed to do. You've not been doing all the self-care that you're supposed to be doing. What you've actually been doing is standing up too much, spending too much time talking to your friends instead of drinking water. And now you're on the last game of the day and you're exhausted. And it's just like, oh, shove my ships across and see what happens. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, let's just joust this. Yeah, come on. (laughs) So anyway. Um, we'll get into talking about the lists in a little minute. Um, let's have a quick chat with um, with Tim first because he did slightly less well than, than you, Tom. Tim, <laughs> how did your day go? Um, yeah, really well, actually. So um, played, I don't know, probably five new players. I mean, I've played Tom before. I guess I guess that's probably the only person I've, I've played before. Um, and we were chatting because I think, I think we played... At, your first ever event, didn't we, at Borden Brum? 
yeah um, the, the first ever event to the most recent event so it's been a long time which is quite amusing <laughs> yeah so it was um it was really good um i think i played uh simon greenway do you want me to tell you who you played tim <laughs> yeah it was, it, was, it was simon game one yeah um and he unfortunately i think was running a republic list that he hadn't practiced and so um, one thing with Republic, as I'm sure people will have seen, certainly from like my stream game, uh, they are the super friends and there's a lot of synergy and a lot of like, act, <laughs> act, act, actions going on. And if you don't know what you're doing, uh, it can be quite confusing. So it was a little, little sort of a little bit of a slow game, but... You're going to tell me you're standing there waiting for him to say dedicated Luminara... Born for this, move these things around, and he was not saying those things, and you were there going, "Well, okay, I guess I'll just do some damage that I wasn't yeah, expecting I, to get through." And, it, and you know, it was just we had a chat after the game because I, I, yeah. I just explained perhaps a few different things. So we had um, Shakti and Yoda, which I think is a decent pairing for the, for the Etters. Um, mm-hmm. But when he took focus actions, I was like. Okay, well, I'm going to be shooting these then because if uh, I know from having run at Obi Wan, if you're not taking that evade, you you are going to roll a blank. Um, yeah. So uh, I was just able to push damage through. Like, I mean, I should I should not have been able to do damage that I did to him. I think, but um, it's just unfortunate. It's just dice at the end of the day, isn't it? And I think um, that that Shakti Yoda build, you definitely want to be going in with multiple evade tokens going in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, is is what it is. Um, oh, go on. Who was my game to? I haven't actually clicked on myself to see. I've, cl- I've, cl- I've clicked off it now because <laughs> I thought you'd you'd woken up and your brain was alive. Uh, so your your game <laughs> your game two was against Sam Cooper from Tim's Tin Squad. Oh yeah, Droid Swarm. Yeah, so we joked actually that Chris Burnett was on the next table. That this was Battle of the Podcasts. Um, so obviously, <laughs> as soon as they said that, I was like, "Well, I'm not." Sounds like I, an easy battle. Well, I was. Well, yeah, but um, uh, I, I was like, "Well, the, the gloves are off now." I, I obviously, I'm, I'm here for a fun day. But as soon as they said, like, you know, podcast honor was on the line, you know, um, and I was a little worried. So it was essentially a uh, droid swarm with two HMPs, mm-hmm. um, lots of energy shells, which uh, I know is a problem. Um, certainly for the arcs, the amount of um, three uh, three dice attacks with you know the sort of soft mods and there's a thread tracer in the list as well. Um, his energy shells were very subpar in that first engagement, oh. and actually the um, oh what are they call the Kenodo Ke- AIs or whatever it is or you know the um, their barrel links into a focus. Yeah, they're horrible. So, but yeah, but they can't fire the energy shell then. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Well, they, they, I'm assuming he's hoping he gets the lock right, or do you need the calculate to do it? Uh, I think at least one of them was out of range for the for the lock. Um, so then he ended up having to do a two dice shot at range three into something else. Um, mm. So basically, Wolf survived that first engagement, um, yeah. and I was because I had the initiative in that game. Um, so, uh, I was just initiative killing his ships. And um, so yeah. Sam did cut, I think, the last two Sith Taker opens with some version of separatist yep. droids. Yeah, plus he, had something pizza, else. He, had, he had pizza droids, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't yeah, he had how a, many droids he could actually fit in that list. 
It's nuts, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like six, yeah. eight, eight ships maximum. So, <laughs> I uh, like, like, believe it was, it was, it was going to be a tough game just because the amount of ships he's got, but just the way I managed to set up and I managed to get the engagement. Basically, basically the, the tournament itself. I think I've flown as well as I have done, certainly over four games in a row um in in a long time and just all the you know, decision making like target priority um and then like killer had a fantastic day as well he did so much work for me just mopping up and that was it i had initiative one droids for him to initiative kill so yeah, yeah as long as i got one damage through um you know then that triggers killer's ability and he's so you were one. flying six clones yeah so six um yeah. so yeah basically uh wolf and jag uh siege across and arcs uh, kickback, Siege of Coruscant, Torrent, uh, Build Your Own, Click and Contrail. Um, yeah, both with synchronized consoles, both with R3s, both with dedicated. Uh, there's a seismic in there that doesn't really get dropped all that often. Um, but Killer is a bit of an unsung hero. Like if you go and if you if you focus into him, I don't particularly care because he's a three point ship. But he gives me another dedicated. He has a concussion missile, a fire control system, um, and synchronized console. Um, and with Jag's target lock shenanigans, it's very easy for me to get a double modded uh, concussion missile. And normally against the target that I want, that I've got down to two or less hull, and then it becomes a four dice concussion missile. Um, and yeah, like, you know, in the Republic matchup, in the Rebel matchups, you know, he's able to go and pick on V-wings, pick on A-wings um yeah so he just he just did a load, load of work for me through the day but he basically just helped me just mop up droids so that went um went particularly well um i then played um pink princess game three um which was an interesting game because i think they i think they feared my republic list m more than i thought they would and actually like the ghost actually ran away from me to start with which was fine for me because I I wasn't engaging his entire list in one go. Now, yes, he, he took Contrail out in the first engagement, which I was not too sure about, but it, it did cost him a procket and several other shots to do that. Uh, and I actually took Corrin uh, off in, in sort of the return fire, uh, which I kind of expected to do with um, all my shots. So uh, if I'm trading a ship a turn and I start with six and you start with four... I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna win that race. Um, so I, I I did actually um, I, my pr target priority was thinking about going after the ghost to start with. But when the ghost ran away, I then went well I'll go into the X wings. Mm -hmm. um, but then um, Thane ended up like flying over top of me. So then everything just starts shooting into the ghost. And sure, I'm giving him target locks and stuff with Magva. But again, yeah. I've got so many more ships. I'm just putting more and more fire into him. Um, he did forget Fen a few times. Um, don't think he caned me at all during the game. Um, so I don't know if um, maybe I just rattled rattled him a little bit. Just you know, just helped. Yeah. So just, just, yeah. So the, the the next game, which is hilarious, because I want us to insert a sound clip of Obi Wan Kenobi saying that's a name I've not heard in a long time, <laughs> um, or whatever. You played against James Dowdle of the One Eight Six Squadron podcast, which hasn't released an episode for about three years, but he was one of the the OG 
186 with Alex and Jesper. Alex, Jesper and James were the 3186 squadron. Um, he had an okay day. I have a feeling this might be his first event. You know, it so, might have even been his first few games of X-Wing. So actually, I met James uh, just by chance on the Friday night after he'd gone to collect Alex from the train mm-hmm. station. And they both decided to have a practice game. So I said, well, do you want me to watch and I can give you any sort of rules advice or, you know, sort of just list advice? Because I know both their lists. Alex had not practiced with Martin Chivas's first order list. I think James had had a couple of reps with the rebel list. And I said, well, I'll, I'll watch and we can talk about the scenario, you know, how to play the scenario rules, how to, how to do two point, you know, five rules and this, that and the other, because they both hadn't played very much at all. I think, uh, yeah, Alex had came, come to games expo, hadn't he? Um, but yeah. both, both of them were, were pretty new. And actually it was quite good for me as well. Cause I, I do like these sort of practice games and we do it. We chat over stuff and it's like, um, he had Keo. Um, so basically we were chatting over the side slip. And so I was sort of just trying to help him think of a visual. How how do you visualize which way that template goes? And so we were just chatting through in the in the rules. And basically, I was saying, well, essentially, it always curves in, and the base of the template still stays touching the ship. So if you're visualizing like the hard turn to the left, all you're doing is moving that template to the right hand side of the ship, so that you know the base of the template is still touching the ship and you're still curving in. Yeah. Um, and I think little things like that did help. Um, we then played, and our game was a little slow because obviously my list is full of an awful lot of interactions. So mm-hmm. I explained them all, uh, and through the game, I did obviously you know whenever you ask me a question, I did answer the question. Um, but we did have a bit of a joke every now and again when he was asking me about like target priority and this, that, and the other. So, well, I can't answer that question for you. <laughs> you know, I, I I can tell you what stuff does. If you ask me what the rule is, I I will tell you what the ability is, and I I won't necessarily explain all all the synergy and all the shenanigans the list does. Um, and and I was a little bit generous, like stuff like, you know, is there a way for a killer to get a target lock? Possibly, yes, there is a way for me to get a, a killer a target lock. I mean. It, it's it's not guaranteed necessarily. Like things have to go in the right order, or I have to shoot the right things to be able to pass with synchronized consoles and stuff like that. But there are ways for me to do stuff. However, I'm not going to fully explain everything to you until I come to do it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a competitive tournament. If it was a club night, I would be like, well, yeah, this is probably what's going to happen. Um, but even then, I could tell you that, and something may not happen in that chain, and the, the ability doesn't trigger. Um, so I, you know, I felt I was, you know. I was, I wouldn't say generous, but I, I, I was certainly, you know... More generous than you would normally be, because well, you would uh, normally just stand there with a half smile on your face, the pro- letting the, people the prob- <laughs> walk the pro- into your traps. Well, the, the problem <laughs> is, and, you know, James, James is a nice guy, and we're having a very friendly game, and we're very chatty, and, and we've been chatting the night before, and this, that, and the other, but it's like, once it comes to a competitive event, it's like, well, I need to beat your list you need to beat my list and mm-hmm. unfortunately for him i had played that his list at least twice in the previous week online in various competitions uh and i've played it previously so i know i know pretty much what all the abilities do i think the only thing i questioned at one point was beskar plating just to make sure i i got the right wording and uh, of how it triggered or what it triggered to do but obviously mm-hmm. a lot of my list would have been completely alien to him because if you've not come against it like Click, you know, I think um, 
uh, Paul Fullon uh, commented, I watched the game back on uh, Firecast Focus today. I think um, Paul came in at the end of the stream and was, uh, I think his comment was along the lines of, did nobody tell James to kill Click first? <laughs> um, and actually, Click didn't really have that big an impact, but he can do. If and and like what I could have done is I could have locked Han and basically said, well, Han's not getting a range one shot now because Han can double tap. It's not so much of a problem for him. But stuff like Vader, stuff like Django, um, Bo Bobo, and stuff like that. If I'm just taking away that range one shot, your big hammer every turn, then that really blunts your attack. Mm -hmm. um but no what i did in in our game was um luke got a little bit brave came down the left flank everything else came down the right flank and i said you know what i'll i'll take i'll take that and went went all in on luke and um i think illy was watching and was like you know luke shouldn't die there i disagree i disagree i think mm -hmm. unfortunately a two agility x-wing versus everything i'm shooting yeah, I think Luke's one of those ships, though, in that situation, isn't he? Where he either escapes taking one shield or he just explodes if he forgets that he has um, paint on his dice for a couple of the attacks because they are mostly two dice attacks. Well, um, so, so the issue. But you've got your arcs, I guess. Yeah, so the issue he had is that he, uh, he had uh, rode that turn. So Luke obviously came four forwards, did his boost, and mm -hmm. so I knew exactly where he was. Now, click no shot. Jag had banked over, so Jag, Jag's got a shot. Killer's got a shot, but just focuses. And then what I did with my fives was uh, Control actually would have had no shot, but I actually barrel rolled right in front of Luke. And my thinking is, is that because we've both gone straight, Control's ability is active. So if Luke, and Luke had taken a target lock into kickback. So if Luke wanted to shoot range one into uh, Control... Sure, you're not firing your proton torpedo at kickback, and I'll ch I'll change one of your eyeballs down to a blank. So I'll 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 take that chance. Um, but it also allowed me to shoot with control into the front, um, which I think plinked off a shield because again, defensively, I turn one of his eyeballs down to a blank, and I'm rolling three dice. So there's a fifty-fifty chance almost. You know, I'm 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 guaranteed one hit, possibly two. If if the dice if the dice go my way, so there's a chance I plink a shield there. But what I did with kickback was I actually took the target lock to fire the diamond boron missile, mm -hmm. um, because I was like the evade's no use here against the the proton torpedo. It dodges one one damage, but I I think I just have to go for damage here. So I fired a diamond boron at Luke, which hit. I think did 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 a second shield, and then did a damage with the fifty fifty roll. Um, yeah, okay. and and that's it. So I just start pushing damage through, but then the thing is, then kickbacks in the side arc of Jag. Jag takes the lock. Jag did well. And it, all, it all chains on from that point, doesn't it? Because you can then start passing all of those mods through the, your entire list. Well, the big the big thing for him there at that point was the fact that Jag did roll paint out of hand into Luke, which pushed for enough damage to take him to one or two hull, which meant Killer then fires a four dice concussion missile at two agility ship. Double modded, yeah. and yeah, it just it's one of those things. And then yeah, it's just like I think in hindsight he wouldn't have sent Luke in perhaps that quick, um, maybe. But it, it, this is it. Like unless you've played lists like that, you don't really know what all the interactions do. Um, yeah. You know, it's it, 
it just and because we were playing um assault as well um it meant that because i killed luke there i think i got three objectives on the first turn so it was mm-hmm. like a, it was an eight two uh, on turn two um and so it was a, a big lead and i basically sort of kept that lead for the entire uh game and and you know it was um it was a, it was a fun game it was enjoyable but unfortunately i think there was a, not a skill gap by say player skill but certainly a, a knowledge gap um yeah i think version two is it takes half a dozen games to get back into the swing of it but then if you play against somebody who's been playing say version two 2.5 basically from when AMG took it over and they're playing well, then you get the um, you get the scenario knowledge, the understanding. Um, I mean, James's Rebel List with Han in it should be good in assaults because he's got Han. But again, you know how to neuter that. Plus, you've also got six ships. So um, that took you to 4-0, and and then you played against Mr. Veal. Yeah, and, and you know, this is it. Like, I think... I think if I'd gone three one, I potentially would have conceded my last game just because I might have cost somebody a chance at cut or something like that. Um, but because we we're both four and zero, a chance of going, um, you know, five and zero at the top and King of Swiss and and you know, uh, me and Tom chat. We obviously you know played a long time ago, so it's like well, let's, let's play the game and, and see what happens. Um, and yeah, like I felt I had a decent plan. I, I like Tom talk about his list. Um, pre Vizsla just he just ex- <laughs> he just executed a fantastic move that just took him out. And actually, I've been thinking about back about it. I should have done a um, like a two K with Contrail instead because I still would have had Arc, uh, and that would have covered the um... without the context of the whole game. That that, that that's a. That's a comment for you and Tom to understand. <laughs> no, like, no. So yeah, yeah only I've done the yeah. ticket. Don't Lots don't try and explain board state using words because no, no. my so, brain will explode. So so in the first engagement, I think it might have been turn one at range three. I took off both of um, Pre's shields, um, which I did kind of expect to do because control shoots with his ability with click taking away the range bonus. Um, and so I, I plink off a couple of shields. We then have the closer engagement, and I take pre down to two hull. I think it was uh, two or three. I had the re- I had the reinforced in there, which which the the idea is of my list is you either take pre, you take the pre that I offer you, or you ignore him and then he trick shots you. <laughs> so it's it's one of those. But yeah, I I had a feeling I'd survive that, and and then the idea is you get out and. Since it was scramble, I was hoping I'd occupy you enough to yeah. then get multiple multiple scramble points. And and by that point, because I think I think you killed one of the, the arcs. Or, you know, I, I killed. Jag- I think Dirge killed Killer. Turn two. Oh, it was Killer, and, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. It. Yeah, Killer just got one shot by Dirge, which was uh, which was pretty brutal. And um, you know, and it became a joke at that point that I was just basically just trying to kill Pre because I was just like, <laughs> I just want his six points. I don't care about the, the, the result of the game. I just don't want to lose like 20 to two or whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, he, um, he, he turned in in the last turn, uh, and he could have run away. <laughs> he turned in, uh, my good shot whiffed or, or pre dodged it. And it was yeah. like, it was like the range three butt shot from an arc obstructed, that did the two damage to kill him or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, obviously it's that, that, that actually gets me the game or whatever. And it's just, well, not get me the game, but get, get me his points. So now it was, it was, it was a, it was a fun game, but I was, I was never in contention to win it. Just, 
I think um, Dirge does cause my list issues because not being able to spend the green tokens is pretty um, pretty hard. Even for when I had my Hound list as well. Um, yes, I've got dedicated for rerolls, but I have to, you know, hope I roll into evades. Um, and with the road roll in that game as well, because we're, we've both got I-5s, um, you know, it is pretty um, pretty uh, close on, on the road roll there. But I think, did Zam get her card wrong every single turn as well? Yeah. He's never going to admit to that. He's got it right every turn. Yeah, but it's... it's um, yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it, with Zam? You, you have a bit of a gamble, and sometimes I shot shot them, and sometimes I didn't, so... Yeah, I think I lost the 50-50 every single time. Like, <laughs> it was it was one of those games where um, I think just... I just... I knew you were going to go for pre. You had the blocks up, and I was just... It, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just going to come in from the side and, you know, fire sprays do fire spray things, and <laughs> and just... You know, take take out arcs and and so on and so forth. Really, yeah, but I mean, that yeah. was my other thought in my head was, you know, do I go after Zam? Because I mean, that's the way I've dealt with her in the past, which is you yeah. just you just accept the fact that occasionally you're going to have a revenge shot or a double shot, and you just you know just pile as much pressure in. Um, and you know, I think Pre's defense dice were decent, but mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose perhaps you know, with the fact that they've now dropped down to six points, it's possibly not worth the gamble as much um dirge is a pain because he can just regenerate and it's just like you almost feel like you're wasting those shots but he's such a good um such a good offensive piece with that proton cannon and the dead to rights ability so do you want to tom just talk us quickly through the list that that you took because you're both kind of mentioning elements of it you had pre-vizsla pre-vizsla and the gauntlet you had dirge you probably had something else i guess <laughs> yeah i'll talk through Sam, it. Uh... Sam wessel what else go on <laughs> well i don't know i i've been flying the gauntlet for a while i really like the gauntlet um when the points went down i went well previsler's insane was insane at seven with the loadout and now at six and with all the kind of mandalorian stuff dropping in points there are some really kind of interesting synergies that kind of go on with him. But yeah, so the pre-Vizsla builds is is kind of, it's a little cheesy, but it, it kind of makes sense at the same time. So it's a, it's trick shot Vizsla. So Vizsla's ability is you can bump his dice up every, every other round if your initiative's yeah. equal or higher. And if you get the trick shot off, it's a five dice shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can get Mandalorian optics off um, and you keep the lock, if you get like a nice natty roll, your, your defense... Uh, your opponent's not rolling any uh, extra defense dice for the obstruction. Um, so I, I've been calling it Trick Shot Ding Dong pre Vizsla just because, <laughs> uh, just because the amount of cheese uh, that I pull off with it is ridiculous if you ignore him. Um, yeah. And then so, you mentioned you've got Zam Wessel, who we've not yeah. seen for a while because Zam Wessel at eight points, but has come down or had a her loadout improved or something recently oh so very similar loadout um but reduced from nine to eight points so yeah. it's kind of like a coin flip between Django, who's had his loadout reduced and zam and my thinking is is well you kind of have the free target locks and the kind of game you can kind of play with people if you're going to get shots back it's quite amusing to be honest to see people squirm in front of <laughs> zam not to mention the the hilarious interaction you can have with with bodica where you shoot shoot someone, Bodica shoots, then you shoot. <laughs> and it's and it's quite amusing. But anyway, yeah, uh, Zam's got marksmanship, 
um, Savage, Pro Proton Bombs, Contraband, Delayed Fuses, Slave One, and the Boba Fett Gunner. Um, and oh. which which listeners will be forgiven for not knowing what he does because so... Seth, <laughs> he's a soft focus to hit mod as long as there is only one ship in the attack arc, and that yeah. being the ship that you're shooting at. Yeah, it's it surprisingly comes off more than you think, uh, especially when people have their flankers. You can kind of turn away from them, uh, and you can kind of plink at them with your force and your your Boba Fett mod and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It, it's pretty strong, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And and then probably arguably the best four point ship in the game, in my opinion, in Dirge um, with Deterites, is a uh, uh, proton cannons, marksmanship, the title, and proton bombs. Um, and he comes back to life. <laughs> yeah, and he comes back to life. It's he's insane value. Um, yeah, he's he's nuts. You can basically point at anything and go, "Well, I'm going to mess you up." And even if by chance you kill me, I'm just going to come back and run away from you and drop bombs if you chase me. So it's it's pretty hilarious. And then yeah. to round it out, O81 droid, kind of your objective runner, energy shell plinker. Uh, annoying all around annoying droid <laughs> great value in two of the scenarios where he can grab an objective and then just sit with it yeah um, and yeah yeah you can you can do the stupid stuff where you can place the rock just beyond or just before your range three you do a five forward sit right in the middle of the big rock none none of your uh points are outside of the rocks so you're rolling three dice all the time and you're always in between objectives so yeah yeah fun fun Fun, fun. So in the end, you went five and zero. Oh. Um, yeah. Tim went four one and then dropped because he couldn't do full dance Slobodian. He couldn't <laughs> get King of Swiss and then drop because even though Bob doesn't play X Wing anymore, we know that he would have come raging over the hills down towards Cardiff. Um, left Glastonbury, come and kick off. Actually, he was in he was in Glastonbury. He was having too much fun being a hippie. Um, so um, he went. Yeah, you went five and zero, oh, um, and you made it all the way through to top four in cut. Yeah, um, I, I mean it's top four. <laughs> yeah, without going through kind of your games, kind of line by line. Yeah, yeah. Were, were there any of the games that kind of stuck out to you as as memorable, um, other than the one where you got knocked out of the cut by the <laughs> eventual winner? Yeah, well, um, I think my game two on stream was good against Marcus. That was kind of a, a little friendly rivalry between the Team Yorkshire and kind of the England team. So the mm -hmm. two teams, one, one of or two of the three teams that are going to the uh, the ETC yeah. or whatever it is, whatever it's called. Um, but that was a good game. Um, he was running kind of like a FO salad with like the SF ties. And that was that was quite a good game. I, I mean, people, I don't know, a lot of people have been saying that four ship lists aren't as good <laughs> at the moment, and I just kind of wanted to prove people um, that they are good. I mean, shout out to Dan Athe, who also run a four ship list, <laughs> and went yeah, five and we're, oh. We're going we're to talk about Dan's list in a minute, because it's, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the word unusual, to say the least. Uh, um, it's, it's super good. Uh, we've been talking about it for a bit now, especially in our group. I mean, seven of us made the trek down to Cardiff, so I mean... Mm -hmm. I, I, that list for me, I, I was looking at that, and I, I think it's a good list. But I, I definitely think it caught a lot of people by surprise. Yeah. Um. The only other the other game probably to mention is I played John and Cut and beat him. <laughs> um. 
which is amusing uh, that oh you played he, John in Swiss did you oh Swiss sorry yeah, yeah. I played him in Swiss uh, and beat him um, which was amusing because that bomber list is a pain uh, to be honest and I think I played the game perfectly and I still only won 21 18 <laughs> mm-hmm. so if it puts things into perspective and it it was one of the games where I got trick shot ding dong off on fifth brother <laughs> <laughs> and it just I, reminds I, me of that um from Netflix, that um Eurovision one where it's yeah yeah ding dong. <laughs> but yeah, no, I got trick shot ding dong off on uh, Fifth Brother. He decided to rock him up behind a rock and using his ability, um, I got like three crits and two hits out of hand. It was more than I was expecting, and just, yeah. he, just, he just went pop. And and from that I just, you know, I sent Dirge after the bombers started to pop one, then ran away. And then I started dropping bombs with Zam and turning away and just kind of lit up the bombers, uh, blocked them up. I think he only got about two, one to two barrage rockets off all game due to like mm-hmm. previous blocking and stuff. So it was like one of those controlled element games. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, in cut, cut was fine, to be honest, until I played John. Um, uh, my first game was against that, silly efficient uh 5t70 list that's been kind of mopping around ever since points change yeah. and it was in chance which is just just really awkward <laughs> you're getting two points for halving a t70 which is really annoying mm-hmm. um, and that game was closer than it should have been to be honest but uh, i think my knowledge of the kind of the game state won me the game where i think he thought there was another round in it and I knew by doing certain things, I was going to be able to collect the exact enough points to do it, um, which was nice. And then I played Chris Burnett after that. And that was probably one of the best games of X-Wing I've played in a while. Um, he ended up conceding after round four. Um, I think I'd killed Han, Luke, and um, Sabine relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those games where I, I like baited the fire spray in, turned away, and then... Uh, went for Han and then Previsla came swinging in, got the bumps, ran away, and it was just, I think he just got fed up at that point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Han was rolling blanks into blanks as well, which didn't help. And you could just see he was getting a bit agitated, which only plays into my favor, really, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good day, a good run. Um, I'm gutted I didn't make the final. I've never played Dom. I would have loved to play Dom or... I'd have loved to have the Battle of the Toms as well um, <laughs> in the final if that was it. But yeah, it was great. It was good fun. It's a good list. Um, but yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to talk about Dan Affey's list now. Um, and the reason I'm talking about this is because it's mental, right? <laughs> um, but I can see it's one of those things that I think people will look at and be like, this fits, this is good, this fits. And then you go, <laughs> no, you wouldn't use that. I mean, you wouldn't use it. So he's got Han Solo. So he's got Han Solo with Trickshot, Perceptive Co-Pilot, and Bistan. So he's got, this is um, the 20-point the, the standard Rebel Han. Yeah. Um, but he's taken Trickshot, and he's got title, I'm guessing, on there, even though he hasn't put it on. Oh, no, he's got no, title on, on the other ship. Yeah. Title's on the other ship. Uh, so there you go. Now he's called the list Hando. Hando, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's, hand, it's Hando Unchained. That's what he calls it. Hando Unchained. Um, so <laughs> the, the, the second, the, so Han only has Trickshot, Perceptor, Co-Pilot, and Biston. Then he's got Lando Calrissian, also in the, in the 1300, with Kanan Jarrus, Force Crew, Nien Num to turn all of his banks blue. 
Agile Gunner to give him the free rotate, Engine Upgrade, and Millennium Falcon. So Lando's ability for anybody who hasn't played X-Wing for a while is that after you fully execute a blue maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 3, and that ship gets an action. So basically, all of Lando's 1, 2, and 3 speed moves, straights and banks, not hard turns, are blue. So he can do a 1, 2, 3 bank, 1, 2, 3 straight and give a free action as long as he fully executes the maneuver. Um, so basically, that is himself, but it can be another ship. Then we've got Thane Kyrell in an X-Wing. And for me, this is an interesting <laughs> choice because there's other four-point ships that I would think would be a better choice. But Dan is obviously got something going on in his mind about how this all interacts and flies together with marksmanship r3 cluster missiles so r3 with two locks cluster missiles so lando gives an action to thane thane takes two locks has a focus and basically has a focus and two locks to modify two cluster missile shots seems okay it's so good because you can use thane's ability on each of the clusters yep which is is nuts and if uh, I mean, I, I've known Dan been playing this for a little bit now, and he just gets really giddy when he knows there's a direct hit in there, and he goes, oh, I'll spend the eyeball, <laughs> and he goes, let, let me look at your cards, let me look at your cards, and he goes, oh, this one's good, oh, this one's good. But we'll go with the direct anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just rounding the list out, he's got Lone Wolf Sabine Wren and the TIE Fighter, who is probably the best two-point ship in the game. There's, yes. there's, there's a discussion that um, BB-8 gets close but i think sabine with her maneuverability no, no, no. Just... what you're gonna say is resist tank uh are holding out hope that bb8 is better <laughs> no but every, i think BB-8's... Every, everybody else in in the x-wing world knows it's sabine no i think i think everybody agrees sabine's better bb8 is second by a little way but not a long way followed what about by my Bosk. droids no, what about my droids? Oh, they sit on rocks you can't sit on a rock with anyone that's... else yeah that's all they can do though yeah, you can just... what do you mean <laughs> They sit on rocks and then they explode. That's what they do, isn't it? I I don't think I lost it all day. No, was joking. that because was that because no. you, we were offering a big six point points pinata? <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, big goodie bag. <laughs> <laughs> I also really bad at painting, so it's a really bad painted ship, and everyone I think just got triggered by it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm looking at Dan's list, and it reminds me of the old pancake lists where you used to have um, Dash Han or Dash Lando or whatever. Um, it kind of interests me, but I also am very conscious of the fact that I'm crap at flying falcons, never mind flying two falcons. <laughs> I'm surprised you're so bad with falcons, considering the two factions that you've mainlined for so long. Yeah, it's... I just... I, I think the reason I only ever did well with a big base ship was because I chose the big base ship that you just trundled into the middle of the board and hoped that people <laughs> shot it, where every other big base ship, you don't really want them to shoot at it, where with any you were like, yeah, please shoot my big base ship. It's dead hard. It's dead easy to kill, honest. Crack on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this list interests me, and I'd love to spot a game of Dan's playing it, because, I mean, he went 5-0 and as well. So um, the, the two of you were the two 5-0s in, in, in Swiss. If there'd been a round six, you would have been playing off. but. You snatched it on strength of schedule um, and got a little cardboard crown or something, doubtless. But no, um, I didn't. I didn't get anything. They didn't. Not even. No, they didn't even call me the king of Swiss. So I had to. I had to. Had to call myself the king of Swiss, which just felt wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't that's feel right. Like, 
self-appointed nicknames are never a good thing. Never no, a good thing. Well, I got to call Dan the Queen of Swiss, which he wasn't a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that winds people up is always a good good one by exactly. me. Um, so, I mean, like, I guess open question. And um, oh, oh, actually, before I do the open question, I want to do a congratulations to uh, Sith Takers Who Made Cut. So we had Tom Reed, who it looked for a while was going to once again do that thing where he doesn't play X-Wing for a bit and then he turns up to a large event and just wins it. But um, he got stopped in top four by Dom uh, Flanagan. Um, and then congratulations to Mike Upton as well for uh, for making cut. So he came uh, sixth in Swiss um, with his his rebel list. Um, he went four and one, which is a great finish yeah. for Mike. Um, so well done to Mike, well done to Tom he- as well. Michael Upton had an insane game against um, Marcus, who I played in round two in cut. It was something that came down to the last turn. Um, one point difference, I think. Uh, Matt was uh, Michael was up. And uh, I think he liked... He, I mean, he killed Corrin. Um, Marcus did to go up. And then Michael was just like, oh, what do I do? Do I shoot a full health quick draw range one with Luke? Or do I try and pop the two health? SF at range zero, he goes, ah, oh, screw this. I'm just, I'm just going to shoot at, <laughs> just going to shoot at quick draw. You might shoot back, whatever. Just get, like halves him, just rolls all paint, at, at, like all paint out of hand, all hits and crits. And it's like, oh God, quick draw shoots back, doesn't do any damage. And I was just like, it's just the most insane ending to a game. They were both just like super focused. It was such a good game. So shout out to those two for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Mike got knocked out in top eight by Dom Flanagan, who who went on to to make the final, um, where he lost. Um, so that said, let's have a quick canter through the lists um, of anything that has taken your interest. Um, so I've already talked about the one that took my interest, being um, Dan's fever dream. Ate too much Stilton and woke up one morning and decided to fly double Falcons. Um, has anything captured your attention there, Ben? I, I was really impressed with um, uh, Sean's list. We actually already spoke about it. Is it Sean? The the um, Separatist list. Oh. Sam, Sam Cooper. Sam, the droids. Sam, yeah, I was just surprised how much could actually fit in it. Um, I've, I've, I've got, I've got bad Nasty news for you. I've got What's bad that? news for you. He finished 38th. 36. <laughs> no. Oh, maybe no. I made it. I must I must have. I thought I watched him on stream in the last He was he was on stream for the last game because they couldn't find anybody who was on the play and who was willing uh, to go on the stream. So the last the last round was a two V uh, was yeah. a two two against a two two. Sorry, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I've got to still I've like got... his list. I do I do still like his list. <laughs> The the biggest balls in the room though, um, I've got a list you guys will like. Um one of our lot, Jack Johnson, uh played full Imperial Aceless list and made well made cut through dropout, but was seventeenth he finished and he flew Dune Tier, Sienna Ray, um, Vader and Fifth Brother. I think that'll take your interest. It's it's, it's Yeah, we've bonkers. we've talked about we've talked about Jack and his um his crazy tie tie um imperial aces before and it's like you can't use imperial aces and win events and jack sure is trying his best to prove people wrong he, and doing he, reasonably well as well yeah it's it, his new adaptation of the list is it's ballsy <laughs> it's so ballsy <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good one that it's a good one that 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here. Like, it's worth mentioning that John, uh, who won the event, was flying um, the the thing Dan Athy won fanboy with. Um, yeah. So the the three bombers, the the Battle of Yavin Vader, and the fifth brother. Um, so it is a very strong list. It is a uh, you know, it, it's something that. Like if we were in prep for big tournaments and we're in store championship season, if you're going to a store championship with an intent to try and win it, you need to have a plan for what you're going to do against that list. Um, you also need to have a plan about what you're going to do against double tapping falcons, um, because that's <laughs> the that's the other thing that is yeah. going to turn up. And you need to have a plan about what you're going to do about kind of resistance, three or four T70s plus some other stuff in the list. So. Um, Tom Reed was flying a list that Duncan Howard did well with in America. He was on um, Ray, Nyenum, Eloasti, and Zori Bliss. Um, you know, and then we had a couple of, uh, I mean, uh, just looking down the actual faction split, it is reasonably decent, but there's quite a high percentage of the 16 people in cut. There was five, six, seven, maybe, Rebels. I mean, all, um, all all rebels got knocked out in top eight, which was quite amusing. Um, yeah, uh, there were only four separatist players, um, two of which were me and Dom, who came first and third in Swiss, which is nuts. I, I don't yeah. understand why people don't play it more. I, I think there's such a good faction. A buy-in cost, I reckon. A buying cost yeah. without buying. Like, I mean, I've got four ships. You can run four ships. Yeah, so like everybody's got a gauntlet. So, because they're cross faction, you've got to buy two, you've got to buy a double pack to get Dirge. So that's what 40 quid. Yeah. Um, You've got to buy a Vulture. um, And then you've got to buy Siege of Coruscant to get the good cheap Vultures. And then you've got to buy the core set to get Grievous. You don't need Siege Um, of Coruscant. The Siege of Coruscant droids aren't. I mean, you only need 081 or. Not Grievous. Yeah, like, you mean uh, Zam? Not oh, Zam. Well, Zam, you need to buy a Fire Spray pack. So, like, all of the lists that you like, because you've got to start from scratch with a new yeah. faction, you've got to make a conscious choice to be like, I'm going to now start being a Separatists player and yeah. go out and buy all the Separatist stuff. Where you have to do that with every faction, but a lot of stuff you kind of gain over time, like naturally, or people don't start in that faction. They start no. in like Rebels, Imperials. Um, like I accept that it's the same thing. We had a question from somebody at club was like, I fancy playing resistance because I like the idea, I like the I, the notion of it. What should I buy? And genuinely it took us ages to like be like, oh wait, you, you need a well, you need a conversion kit, and then you need <laughs> to buy a and then you need to buy a Falcon. And then the cheapest way to do it is actually to buy a whole bunch of secondhand stuff. That's and what I did. Kit. Um so like the, the non-core set factions are tough to buy into um and i think it's one of the reasons why it's good that they are starting to do starter boxes for the factions i just hope that starter boxes for the other five factions come along sooner rather than later and that they're good and that you don't end up with a whole bunch of crap in the scum one because they don't want to sell jump masters again or whatever you know yeah how do you make scum good? Well, we've already given you a couple of good boxes. What what can we put in here? What small ships identify scum? None of them. It's all big bits. <laughs> scum is scum is in a dark place at the moment. It's, it is. It's they took so away sad. its one good thing, didn't they? And didn't yeah. give it anything else. Um, they dropped the cost of fangs, but then they also made rebel fangs better. So now the <laughs> fang stands are all off playing rebels. Yeah. 
I did play someone who ran Fen, uh, Alti, and another one, one of the other ones, the four pointers. But yeah, I mean, Dirge just says no to those. <laughs> yeah, I know Pond has been flying Fen and, and a couple of the other fangs. Um, but he was obviously um, Farcast streaming it. So, um, but just to mention, um, if anybody's still listening through this ramble, um, the Farcast mm-hmm. focus did stream it. They don't tend to move stuff to YouTube. So, if you do want to watch the games, um, it's worth going and looking it up over the next couple of weeks while they're still on Twitch um, VODs um, because they will vanish um, in a bit. Um, but yeah, it's worth having a look at them. Um, so yeah, that's the Welsh Open. Um, Tim, any lists that caught your eye over the course of the event, over the course of the day? I mean, I suppose, it, yeah, you, you've just touched on it briefly there. There's, there was only two scum lists at the event, um, quite similar in build in... So much as Martin took uh, four fangs and Boskin Headhunter, and Ian took I think three fangs and Palob. Um, both struggled a bit, but um, yeah, I think it just sort of highlights not necessarily what's interesting from a good point of view, but interesting from a perhaps a bit of faction boost required. Yeah, I mean they did get buffs, like Scum got buffs, but they did also get a whole big pile of nerfs, like. Scum of and I got access to a moldy crow hawk, um, but again, it's it's very expensive in terms of you know just the, the the pure points cost of it. So, I mean, like we're a little bit into um, we're a little bit into kind of store championship season at the minute, and the meta I I think is starting to crystallise. I mean, yeah, like what what do you think, Tom, of like? In the cold light of day, the, <laughs> the the new points and how have they impacted what people are taking to events? Yeah, I mean it's it's value, it's value picks, isn't it? And ships that are just versatile and being able to play the objective and do a lot of damage. Um, so I mean, you don't see an imperialist that isn't bombers, Vader, and something else. The only other variation is two bombers, Rack and Vader. Um, and that's just because AMG have just made them too cheap <laughs> and made it so the upgrades that you can have on them, uh, it's literally perfect for them to do that. I mean, hint, hint, they're about to release bombers for you to buy. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that could be one reason for it. Um, I mean, it's it's frustrating in a way. It, it's nice. Like, I mean, when the points changes come out, I love it because it's like you get to delve into the points and go, what's good? What's changed? what's going to be meta what's not going to be and i think people have really figured it out quite quickly what's good and what's not i mean you can see every falcon (laughs) uh, for rebels it's han and something else it's every Mm -hmm. single list has han and something else for imperials it's vader and something else (laughs) i mean we, we noticed this in microcosm down the club last tuesday was there was five games going on and i think there was seven falcons on the tables mm-hmm. um literally like you were just walking down and it was like oh you're flying something with a falcon you're flying something with a falcon okay 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 um it might have been there was eight games and five falcons but it was like i think there was one table that had no falcon on it and one with one and then there was a couple <laughs> where there was you know somebody was flying ray somebody was flying poe somebody was flying a couple yeah. of people flying hand but yeah i mean i'm just looking at the pattern analyzer um stuff for the welsh open Mm -hmm. um so your average 
Um, the, the, the most successful faction was Separatists, uh, obviously, because it, there was only four people flying the faction and it won. Um, oh, well, it didn't win, but it topped Swiss and then I went deep into cut um, on yeah. two sides. Uh, the, the main squad size, nobody was flying a three ship list. Nope. Uh, a third of the squadrons were four ship lists. Uh, over half were five ship lists. And then there was a one each of seven and eight ship lists and, and three six ship lists. So hugely weighted towards four and five ship uh, lists uh, in terms of, of number of ships. It's really interesting. It, it's it's not so much like every faction kind of has its own kind of play style identity at the moment. So like Republic, it's it's Swarm. It's like swarms, right? It swarms with funny little abilities. It's rebels. You're having falcons <laughs> and, yeah. and, and whatever else you can get in there. Um, scum is just crap. I mean, funnily enough, if you look at rebel chassis distribution, mm. the most commonly taken chassis is at 81.25% of lists. <laughs> I think I know what's the, coming. But... <laughs> the X-Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Luke. It's Battle of Yavin Luke. It's um, so efficient. Half of them have, of uh, 56%, have got um, half the Falcon, which is mostly going to be Han, but there's obviously um, a Lando in there somewhere. I mean, we've got A A Wings and TIE Fighters as well, rounding out the top. So that, that four or five ship Han powered Rebel list is very obviously sitting up the top. It just has everything. Um, I mean, it has the big bases for objectives, it hits hard. I mean, you have Sabine for objectives. You have great popping capabilities. It has offense. It has defense. It's Rebels are looking really strong, which is nice because it hasn't always been the case, has it? So I'm not too salty about it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think they're ridiculous. I, I think the only ridiculous list at the moment is that nasty bomber list. It, I mean, you could fall asleep at the wheel and win a game with it at the moment. It's it's one of those sort of things. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's the baseline ship. Uh, it's a baseline yeah. list that you've, you've the got to figure list. out. Yeah, and th there's a few of them, like the the four the, the four or five T seventies is another gatekeeper list. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. It's not as strong because it doesn't have the initiative piece invader to to like back it up, but yeah, yeah. it can it can bring a lot of five. So it you know it can worry things like that, but um, fundamentally you know it can be outpositioned by ace play by yeah. people who are bringing a pair of sixes. So like. Dom's list with the um, oh, what's it called? The some uh, some fact, some fact, yeah, that thing. <laughs> um, but that absolutely annihilates those T seventies if he gets it right. Um, I mean, watching the final, I think he Dom didn't, he, he didn't he, get it right. <laughs> well, no, that, I think that was possibly the game where he got it wrong, um, and Sunfat got evaporated. Um, and then he was off, you know, on an uphill struggle from that point forward. But um, I mean, unlucky with the crits as well, weren't he? Yeah. Do, you, do you want to know the best bit about it? Um, you know, when I think some fact rolled two evades, John forgot that he had saturation salvo, and Dom was like, "Are you going to use saturation salvo?" And fully reminded him, proceeded oh. to roll it into two blanks. <laughs> It's just brutal. Oh like kudos to Dom, but like <laughs> this is what I mean about the list. It's just like, oh yeah, you know what? I'll re-roll mine. Uh, oh, I don't like what you've rolled. You know what? You re-roll those. It's just like, come on. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's brutal in a in a sense, but it does what it does like twice, and then it stops doing it, and you've got no, these two dice blinky that. guns. Like, it's, it's... And, yeah, but if you if you roll and then you oh. So if you spend a charge to roll and then spend yep. a charge to make them re-roll in saturation salvo, 
then you can do that twice because you've got five charges on barrage rockets, right? Yeah, you typically get, you typically, you don't always need the saturation salvo. I've seen it lots of times where you're typically always getting three hits. And a lot of the times when they roll one evade, you kind of go, oh, well, you know what? I won't spend it because it's the, the attack itself is so efficient that you, you don't even need to use the saturation salvo all the time. It's yeah. just when you get that double evade where you go, yeah, sod off, you re-roll that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I've been it's... running the bombers and I've been getting about three barrage shots off usually. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about average I'd expect. No, fair enough. Shows what I know. <laughs> as as usual. Um it I depends mean, well, though. Sometimes you only get like a couple off if like your opponent rolls a bit better than expected. Sometimes you do. So Yeah. 50, it's, 50, so I think it right. is. If you want a tip to beating the bombers, <laughs> don't you need you need to ask Kester Smith who runs three whispers. <laughs> no. Turns out jam's pretty good. Turns out Jam's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so talking about upgrades and things like that, let's play the fun game using Pattern Analyzer of which <laughs> upgrade was the most common. So it's marksmanship, but then after marksmanship, <laughs> by double, um, 71% of squads had marksmanship in, so it's all good. Um, so uh, after marksmanship, what was the second most commonly taken upgrade? Oh, God. Fred. En- engine upgrade? I don't know. I mean, you're miles off, Ben. Ben, you've no picked idea. the third one, which is 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 third with 18 instances, but with 20 instances, it's heroic. Oh. heroic. oh, well, that makes sense actually. Yeah, old MT70s. Uh, yeah. Some versions of the T70 list don't have lots of heroic, but obviously enough of them do to make it the uh, the second most common upgrade, other than the one point talent that gets thrown on everything. Um, and then <laughs> I, yeah. I purposely took marketship. It wasn't because I had one point, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. People are just like, yeah. But, if, yeah. but if other things were one point, you would actually have a decision to make. But now <laughs> just take marksmanship. It's um, how much is um, heroic these days? It's, it's only two. two still. I don't know how it's still two. Don't don't say that. It should be two. Mm, it really I should. I, I, I just that. I just know that it's touched you both in a bad place more than once. But believe it's me, it's the screaming reason. people do. It's the 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 screech that pe- one person in the room does to scream. Yeah, but it's around. fun. Oh, it's it's not fun. <laughs> I know we shouldn't we shouldn't be allowed to have fun when we're playing games, it's, should we? Thank you. Game, I, I think serious. it's got to be worth more than two points because you use it quite a lot. You, weirdly enough, it triggers normally once or twice a game, and usually it triggers. Usually, it just drives you to madness because you get blank focus <laughs> more than you get blank blank. Um, unless so, you're using Ray. Well, unless you're rich on stream, and it was it four blanks into four uh, blanks or not? Quiet. Oh. No, it's still too soon, and it was four years ago. So stop yeah. it. But um, <laughs> I mean, the the only the only way that it's a kind of overpowered. And and it's not even then. It's not that overpowered. It's on Ray, um, just yeah. because you can add that blank. And I I yes. remember I was ch- I was chatting to somebody at the weekend about it when I used to run stealth device Ray as well. And that it's just yeah. so yeah, it's so funny. We just you just roll multiple blanks and then you add a blank and then you heroic all that. And yeah, it can be nonsense yeah. something as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a fun thing that you can do with Ray. Oh yeah, it's brilliant on Finn. But there's a fun thing How you can do with Ray. Always trick us into talking about this stuff. It's, it's such a good interaction, though. It's so So, fun. like, the, the, the Ray interaction is hilarious, because if you shoot Ray at range three in arc, and she rolls two dice, 
and she rolls blank focus. She can spend the focus to take a look with Rose, then add a blank, and then re-roll the two blanks with heroic. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just like, what? (laughs) What? That's silly. I like that. I like that a lot. It's like the the range one attack. Like, it's so dumb. Like, if you somehow whiff everything, it's like, oh, okay, well, I've got five blanks now. (laughs) So (laughs) I'll just re-roll the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. And then you've got the force mod to turn something in the focus. And yeah, it's just, it's the equivalent of Han, but with an extra dice, like Han and his, you know, back in the day when you could get two force points on Han and you would be like, well, I guess I just target lock every turn. And so you were just like going, so I'll take a lock and I'll reroll that. And then I'll reroll the bits that I didn't like from my reroll. And then I'll spend my force mods. And yeah, it was just... Yeah, and now hand does three hits. It's just that thing. Um, I was actually thinking about it the other day, and I'd appreciate like your thoughts on it, lads, as a as a general thing. Is I know Tom, this is a little bit you're a bit too too much of a millennial for version one. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like so. at the end of version one, everything stacked to defense. If you remember, because of things like harpoon missiles coming in everything stacked into those silly 100-point ace lists where you had Miranda or Corrin or something basically sitting behind sitting behind Lorik and a sheathapede, either Ezra as a stress bot or Fen to neuter. And basically you had this absurd level of defensive modification that basically enabled you to get a ship through to endgame. Because if you try and kill the ace, you can't because of its support. And by the time you've killed the support, the ace is an endgame and is winning against you. I can see the game starting to form into that kind of... You either go hyper-offensive to try and break through the hyper-defensive stuff that's out there, or you create a turtle. Um, and that turtle is different than it was in version one, but it's still a turtle. So you've got obviously things like the clone turtles, but then you've also got the swarms where everything's worth two or three points and is a pain to kill. It's like three agility swarms that might not be damaging you, but you have to spend three or four or five shots trying to kill an A-wing and you can't yeah. while it's scoring points elsewhere. It's it's about resource management, isn't it? Uh, like, I mean, I think when I go to build a list, that I want everything to be hard to kill in some way or another. That's the way I look at it. I, I, STO, um, this recent one, where that stupid cloaky Dooku won the Los Angeles whatever finals or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, his build's good, but we can make this better. And you just stick, <laughs> you just, you just stick commandos on it and you rock up and you're seven points with three agility cloaks and you're shooting commandos out. And it's just... It's nonsense. It's seven points you're not going to get. And I personally feel, yeah, like if I have a ship that can't die, I'm more likely to win the game than someone else. Think of six-point Vader, who's uber efficient, doesn't die. It's six points you're not regularly going to get. It's going to win you the game. Yeah, that's that. to me it's... And like Ben, I'd appreciate your kind of thoughts on it because you played... I think you played the, the harpoon missile side of the the late version one kind of meta as opposed to the hyper defensive side. I don't even know yeah, what that yeah. is. <laughs> so like right, harpoon missiles were basically oh, they were nonsense. So so right, 
imagine a world where munitions could be triple modded. So and it hits had every a, time. And so it hits every time. And then once it hits, you are harpooned. And the harpooned <laughs> condition means that if you take a crit or you die. take another or die, you take another damage. And everyone around you takes a damage. Yeah. And everyone around <laughs> hey, hey. you takes another damage as well. <laughs> Bear in mind, before you shot that missile, you also um you you trajectory simulated bombs at people, but you did it at your <laughs> you did it at your initiative. So oh my god, you waited and, and like they were all high initiative ships, and also um, Nim could move, then trajectory simulator a bomb five forward. Jeez. Yeah, could advance sensors a boost and then trajectory simulator a bomb either <laughs> five forward or behind himself. No, no, you did um, your actual move. You did the move. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because you had genius, you dropped a bomb after you moved. That's right. Trajectory simulator, rather than drop a bomb, you could five straight it into the. Yeah, that is grim. So it was <laughs> you all also this ridiculous. Had proton bombs and these stress bombs. So there was a lot of um, yeah. a, a modification with that worked with not being stressed. Basically, so you made them stressed. Let's and then be grateful. Them. Let's be grateful so, we're not there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel I feel somewhat blessed to not have experienced that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it all felt kind of wholesome at the time until it was everywhere. But <laughs> what, what it, was the? It was okay because everybody then? was flying it. What was it the was, event it then? Was where the, it was... um, firestorm one again. I think it was in Wales. Yeah, it, it was and the it was like... uh, national, no regional, and all the top eight were all flying the same list. Yeah, and like oh, some God. of them just went, oh, "I don't want to play a mirror match." Another one, can we just like? toss final salvo and like so they just rolled four dice each and whoever got the most hits and crits and then, <laughs> then they went and had a break because it was like we might as well because the game will descend into basically just a dice off um yeah so it was quite funny oh well, we also didn't mention that miranda ended up throwing a five dice missile at someone because Jesus. of her ability Oh right, <laughs> we're gonna. So so basically, the point of this wasn't so, to reminisce um, about version one. It was so about as you can the. See, I'm more of the offense side, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, do, do you do you see us heading back into that kind of polarized meta where you're you're either going biggie biggie punchy punchy or you're trying to turtle up as best as you can? I mean, isn't that always the case? Yeah, I... like all the time, we are always looking to try and either. Do a load of damage or tank it, and you yeah. typically you, you typically we, you typically weigh it up every game. To be honest, I look at my list and go, right, can this out damage this list? No, okay, right, I'm gonna have to kind of mess around a little bit and kind of get the positioning yeah. that I want. It's it's like that most games. Whereas there's another, uh, I don't know, like uh, you play something and you go, right, well, I beat this nine times out of ten. I'm just gonna go for it. You know, it's it's that sort of game-by-game game basis, to yeah. be honest. I, d- I don't think we're at the, the levels of 1.0 yet, where you'd walk up to a table and know you'd already lost. <laughs> no. Um, the, no, it's, I, it's much better than that. Yeah, I mean, I think that bomber list is absurd, but it is beatable. Dom was telling yeah. me he's played that against that list five or six times, and the final was the only time he's lost to the list. I, I played that exact list and um lost two games with it at the expo yeah um, to, to, to two different lists as well to be honest with you yeah it's not it's not like it's a instant lose is it and i don't think there are any lists out there that go you look at and go right well i've lost this every single time no definitely not it, it, to be honest i don't even think that's the best version of that list to be honest oh do tell spill the beans 
I just I've I've been trying a version by dropping a bomber and taking Marrick and an interceptor, and I actually prefer that. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're variations of it. I just think they're just good value pieces. You know, every faction's yeah. got them. Yeah, they're totally going up in cost as soon as we've all bought them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know I mean, I'll be honest. I'm pretty okay with like weird changes to the points you know something being great for a while and then going away yeah i, I wish you know. they did it more often i don't know not, not like super often but just more than they have been like i don't know it, it's it's almost part of the game to kind of work out what's good and be ah, i'm smarter than you i've i've created a list that's better do you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> I, I know rich didn't like it but the expo was really interesting because nobody really knew what was good. We had like a little bit of ideas here and there. Yeah. But what inevitably did well wasn't what we all thought was going to be doing well. You know, we all thought it was going to be the resistance uh, X-Wings and that bomber list. I don't yeah. think there was any of them in the cut. There, there wasn't, but they did do well and they nearly oh, hit yeah. what? Yeah, there were a lot of four and ones. Too, but it they? was definitely yeah. a four and one, so it was good. Yeah. It was. It was, it was the four and twos. I mean, fan went four and two mark packer hughes went four and two with the, the, the t70s there were a lot of the bombers that went four and two as well i didn't quite yeah. get i don't think there. i don't think the t70 list is that good i i just think it's a lot of health and a lot of efficiency but you can just outfly it to be honest it's a dad squad in it yeah i mean yeah we used to have wings didn't we that was the dad yeah. squad you know, it, it is yeah. you maybe go with your kid and you just want to have fun yeah it's, yeah. it's not rocket science but it's not a bad list either. It does what it says on the tin. <laughs> well, it's yeah, like the much. old, um, it's like the old four wikis where you're just going, yeah, you're just going across the table, going, well, I've got wiki commandos, um, uh, for soft mods, so I just roll around the table, just reinforcing, yeah. and you know, I'll let you try and solve this problem that <laughs> I'm yeah. that I'm putting down in front of you. That's exactly. I mean, you have to deal with it. It doesn't matter why. I just point my ships in the direction and hope for the best. So, like, if we look at what was in the top eight um and we'll include um josh hall who came ninth because tim dropped (laughs) you've got um you've got a republic swarm which was josh you've got a resistance falcon which is tom you've got a first order which is caster you've got mike upton's um rebel Rebel thing whatever he was flying yeah it was oh it's oh it's and all sorts of stuff yeah but bit of a salad um, then you had one lot of bombers. You had the two separatist lists that we've briefly talked about, and then Dan's double falcons. It's a it's a the, widespread, event, isn't it? Yeah, the event should have been a top eight, but they ran it as a top sixteen because they wanted more people to have the opportunity to be in the court. Um, but the size of the event, it should have been an eight. And if you look yeah. at the top eight, it's a it's a bit less variety um, than if you spread it out across the sixteen. Well, the top eight as well is uh, seven are north of England as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just be a bit territorial. Um, We kind of did invade it a little bit, (laughs) which is good, (laughs) which is great. It's just I I rocked up and there was was seven in Steel City X-Wing tops. There were more people turning up to this bloody event than our own one in a couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So I I was going to remind you because Dan Athia sent me a message telling me to remind you to plug that. Yeah, yeah, I will do. um, (laughs) Make sure you write it down somewhere so you don't forget. I I mean, yeah, look. It's quite sad that the the best scum was 42nd. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, that's the uh, first time I could find a scum player. No, the, the um, X-Wing Jesus was that, Ian. 
X-Wing Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah he goes by X-Wing Jesus. But, I know. Um, I, but, he, um, um, but he hasn't put his faction in, has yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that, I'd have read his name, I would have known. Well, that was the awkward thing, is that Martin got presented with uh, Best in Faction Scum. Uh, oh, and, yeah, it was then, really awkward. And then uh, Ian's like, oh, I was flying Scum as well. I was like, well, put your faction in then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you don't put your faction in, you shouldn't win prizes. Can't do the right thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, just on on the note of prizes, did any of you manage to claim something from the bounty table? Oh yeah, yeah. No, the prize report was fantastic. Um, I mean, I think one of my bounty prizes ended up being a jump master. Um, so Fair enough. Someone, someone donated that, but yeah, I got a load of uh, bits and bobs to give away at my event. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it, the bounty, bounty table tables. was nuts. Yeah. So here's the thing: I looked at that bounty table and I thought to myself. That's everything that they've got in there. Oh, yeah. Stuff that they don't want, and they've slung it on the table. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, right, I don't have to compete with that. I don't, I don't have to compete with that. We, we don't have to compete with that because um, that's what ours looked like the first time we did it. And then the second time around, we had to spend a bit of money to top it up. Yeah. And this time around, it's like, yeah, yeah. Now we've we've had all the donations from the community. We've given away all our stuff. So our bounty table is going to be probably a bit more streamlined next time around. <laughs> maybe, have an ex- maybe have an have an exclusive card or two that you can only get by getting bounties or something. It's so funny how many people just don't want the store champ stuff now. <laughs> like yeah. people are already sick of it and it's been like a couple of months, like, which is amusing. I'm we not had... a big card guy to be honest. So for me it's got no interest at all. Yeah. Well we had, we had a lot of new players who went over to the, the bounty table and just kind of went awesome acrylic range rulers and we were like they're 2015 store championships, and we're like acrylic range rulers, guys. We don't yeah. care, you know. <laughs> but it's like maneuver templates that because they didn't have acrylic maneuver templates, they were like either they're acrylic maneuver templates. I'll use them until I get another set, you know. But I'll have it's them for nice, now. It's though. It's great because a lot of the time, the people playing for bounties, unfortunately, are, are sometimes the newer people who haven't got their foot in the door with kind of the meta and so, so on and so forth, and they don't have that stuff, which is. It's why they get so excited, which is great. Like it, it's it's such a good thing to kind of kind of boost the community, right? It's yeah, it's yeah, the point. It's, yeah, it's literally the point. the point of it is to keep yeah. people playing and interested. Because if you've traveled to the other side of the country for a round of you know for five rounds of X Wing and you end up losing and losing and losing, it can be really quick to disengage. I'm just going to go absolutely. Like, like the last time at the Open, um, I think it was Mark Hall and a couple of the other lads. Um, we're basically like, well, we're doing terribly, so let's collude and see how many bounties we can get. So yeah. it's like, yeah, crack on, boys. Do whatever you like. It's good. Um, it's, so it's, yeah. we're probably going to end up in a situation where us and the Welsh Open are going to end up just spinning our leftover participation prizes <laughs> down to the other event for use on the bounty tables or something like that. We'll see. Um, bit of fun. Um, cool. Right. That's great. Um, in terms of other X-Wing news, there is none. Um, so you know, don't get overly excited P- about uh, anything. PFO's news. Uh, yes, uh, I was going to do events. Uh, so there's no AMG news. Uh, events. Tom, have you got an event that you want to plug? <laughs> yeah, this is where I'm going to get my world's invite, but you can tag along for the ride if you want to. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no uh, down in Sheffield at Patriot Games. Um, we're hosting a store champ with the world's invite up for grabs. Um, it's on July the eighth. We've got it. We've got enough to give out the world's invite. I think we've got seventeen people at the moment, and I think three or four of the people that are turning up have worlds. No, it's three people who are turning up 
have Worlds invites, so it could run down to fourth. So it's, yeah, we'd love to have you down. It's a great venue. There's a nice cafe. There's nice people. Um, yeah, come down for it, please. <laughs> I, I, mean, I was. I, yeah, I am planning on coming. It all depends um, if I have uh, family commitments. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got adult expense commitments. Sadly, I was a hundred percent coming, and the wife had even approved it and everything. And then something happened, and all of our money next month has literally just evaporated. And it's like it okay, happens, yeah. So I'm not going and playing with toy spaceships. Instead, I'm being a grown up and spending money <laughs> on grown up things. <laughs> so, boo. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, so that's going to be a great one. The other one that Tim just briefly mentioned is um, if you fancy going to Milan in October, then there is a Star Wars X-Wing 2023 World Open Qualifier in Italy uh, from, the 20, uh, for, sorry, from the 30th of September uh, rolling into October. Um, so it'll be the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it'll be the 30th of September and the 1st and 2nd of October um, at Casa dei Giochi in Milan, um, or Milano, because, you know, it was written by an Italian, so they spelled it the Italian <laughs> way. Um, so this is uh, the World Open Qualifier Series, so like the UK Games Expo and, and like all of uh, the, the other events like that. Um, I believe it's going to be version 2.5. I think they might force the Italian community to play version 2.5, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I see that one coming. I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, so, like, I know that the Italian community are still, like, a lot of the old guard are still playing version 2 um, and, like, steadfastly refusing to switch over. Um, but I know that people who's organizing it is trying to basically drum the community back up into into 2.5. So uh, hopefully um, the, the community responds um, to it in kind and actually tries to turn out um, and play for a because, you know, if they're going to pay for flights and accommodation for somebody to um, Adepticon, you'd like to know that that person was yeah. actually going to try and play the game that they would won the tickets for. So. Um, are you trying to are you trying to get to uh, Adepticon next year, Tom? Yeah, I, I am. I, I'm wanting to. If I don't get a world's invite, I'm, I'm not going to do the uh, the old Liam Baker go and not get in. Um, I don't. <laughs> I, I just. I, I I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> I love you, Liam. I'm just. I, it's fine. He's he can take it on the chin. <laughs> but no, I don't think I could. I don't think I could go with that. And I don't. I wouldn't want to spend all the money to go to like potentially not to get to worlds. The, yeah. you know the actual day so if i get a world's invite we'll go if not i'll i'll watch sadly at home again <laughs> I, I don't i don't know if i'm gonna get a chance to try and win a world's invite but i'm definitely going so i might very well be doing a liam baker and going all the way to chicago <laughs> to get knocked out in it's, the, it's uh, a lovely city though so that's okay <laughs> yeah i mean to be honest i'll have good time because i've recently got into blood bowl a little bit so i've got oh. a blood bowl team so i'll just go over and like I'll sign up for that instead. I'll be like, yeah, go on. Let's give some free wins out. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. 
bit of gaming, bit of wandering about, bit of looking at things, and probably spending more money than I should do on stuff that <laughs> I don't really want. So um, that's all, dropped, all part of the fun, though, right? So <laughs> oh, I dropped the news on the kids today that I was going on a holiday without them at the start of next year, and honestly, I was in the doghouse so fast. <laughs> Never mind my wife. My wife accepted it, but it's the kids. They were like, "Would you what? You going where without <laughs> me?" I was like. Freddie was like, what, what are you going for? I was like, it's the X-Wing World Championships and I really want to go. I've never done it before. He said, I can come. I was like, no, you can't. He's like, <laughs> I can come. I could, I could learn how to play by then. And I was like, no, no, you're not coming. I'm going and you're not. <laughs> he, looked, <laughs> he looked at me with a little face that made me feel oh. like I was the worst of humans. So it's fine. Oh. Um, you look like the worst human as well. I do. I do. I do. Right. Um, I think that's probably enough for us because I thought this was going to be a short one and we've run for an hour <laughs> and a half. So um, <laughs> do you mind if I do got... a few shout outs, if that's all right? I was just about to ask if you had oh, any shout outs. Right, I'll shout up. I'll shout up. So because you jumped in, now you can't. So, yeah, okay. it sucks to be you. <laughs> it, it, is worth, it is worth everybody mentioning, by the way, that, that Tom has been playing X-Wing for about what, six months now. No, it's a year and a half. It's not six months. It's not. Yeah, like... but six months properly. It's the Tom Reed. Yeah, the Tom Reed syndrome now. I still, but actually the Tom Reed. <laughs> so, six, six months since he's uh, stopped uh, being given my list and, and, and taking that. <laughs> ah, that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks Dan for that, mate. <laughs> All right, let's let's do some uh let's let's do some shout outs then. Tom, crack on. Yeah, I just wanna shout out all, all the Steel City people who made the trek to Cardiff. It was a great turnout. Um especially Tom Morris who won the extended event on the second day. they uh, a shout out to Firestorm Games for they provided a trophy for that and it's like a sweet Naboo Mandalorian um trophy and it's it's pretty epic. So shout out to all shout out to all the Steel City people, uh, and I just want to sh- shout out the streams that uh, Steel City have started doing on Sundays from seven PM. We're going to be doing it every Sunday. There's not a tournament because I still need my Worlds invite. So <laughs> if there's a to- <laughs> if there's a tournament there, I'm going to be going to that. But so you're yeah. saying once you've got an invite, you'll start streaming on a Sunday. No, I'll, I'll, I'll religiously do it on a Sunday. <laughs> Tom, Tom, I need to check two things here. Number one is, did you just shout yourself out? Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I was just. I was just. I was just checking. <laughs> you're, you're getting worse. You're getting worse than Liam Baker. And secondly, <laughs> some kind of cool Naboo starfighter. What's that about? Yeah. So the extended event. Um. They had like a big tro. So the the main trophy was like a like a Han Solo gun on a on like a pedestal. Yeah. And for the extended event, they painted up like the Mandalorian's Naboo on kind of like a rock and stuff it's 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 epic if i can get a photo for you i'll send it to you is it a big is it a big one yeah it's 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 pretty big i think i've seen it i think i've seen it before yeah i think i've seen it before it's pretty cool and 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 to be fair the the price support for the event once again was amazing so like shout out to dylan jones like and the rest of the exile squadron for uh kind of sorting that out it was it was pretty good it was epic to be honest so yeah well done lads so did um the guy who won the extended event did he use any extended chips I can't remember if he did. I'll, I'll speak to it. I, some there were a lot of people who didn't. I know Sad. Elliot. Bless his heart. Um, he only brought his bomber list. So <laughs> when it, poor bombers running around shooting extended list, I had a full extended list that I wanted to use if I dropped down into that, but I didn't get the chance. Never but, mind. Yeah. Any other shout outs then? No. Uh, not really. You don't want to shout Sh- yourself out again for anything. No. No. Okay. No. No. That's okay. Yeah. Shout out to I don't know. Shout out to Team Yorkshire. 
yeah, we'll do that. Shout out to Team Yorkshire. Right. Going to go to Belgium and win the WTC. With this them. is like the Oscars. We're going to start playing you off in a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else can we shout out? Thanks, my <laughs> mum and dad. Yeah, thank you so much. Right, ben, ben have, you any sh- <laughs> have you been playing X-Wing recently, Ben? You have, haven't you? Yeah. I'm just going to shout out um, all the Sif takers who turn up on uh, Tuesday nights and play like casual fun games. Yeah, it's good. It's been good. Lots of new players learning and starting to beat us old hands as well every so often, <laughs> which is maddening and saddening and and, and happy at the same time because you're like, yes, they're finally getting it because I can't just bring any old random crap that's boiled up in my head on a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> and just like batter them with it. It's like if I want to actually beat them now, I have to bring serious lists because they've started bringing serious lists and practicing for stuff. So it's good. It's good. Nice. So like... Matt, Josh, oh, I shouldn't, shouldn't have started naming them, should I? Because now I'm going to forget. Matt, Josh, Ollie, Jake, <laughs> Dean, who started coming, uh, Lewis, who started coming as well. Yeah, it's good. And others. Sorry if I forget anybody. Don't be mad this at me. That's why I said all of Steel Sea. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in oh, case. Fair enough. Tim, have you any shout outs? Yeah, I'll just um, shout out to Dylan, uh, Mark Hall, obviously, for running the event. Um, you know, Really well run. Um, the space was great. Uh, you know, obviously the setup we we had um, could have done a few more mats potentially, but um, I mean, I did forget to bring mine down despite being asked, so that's kind of my fault as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Firestorm's venue was great, so I thoroughly recommend getting down to an event. Or uh, if uh, Dylan and XR Squadron are running any other stores around the area, do go and check them out. Um, and yeah, just all my opponents. It was uh, you know. Um, for for what potentially was an event that I very nearly didn't go to because of real life and travelling and all this sort of stuff, uh, I had a really good date. So thank you very much to everyone for the games. And cool. shout out to John for winning the whole thing. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to briefly shout out just again, Dylan. It feels like a lifetime ago that we had the conversation where he was like, I want to run an event like this, but like I don't know what to do. And I just said... In brief, run it, people will come. And if they don't come, run it anyway, and then run another one next year and keep running them. And then people will start coming. And you've got to go big or go home. If you want to run an open, you've got to promote it as an open, not as a little event. And he did really well from the outset. He had really, really good prize support. And um, having the world's invite on the line as well really kind of wet the whistles of a few people because there was, you know, something good there to play for. It was a real opportunity um, to get that. So as well as the store kit stuff, um, there was also all of the other prize support that I think Cogga 2 supported them with as well. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Um, I also want to just shout out Ryan Coyle, who I know played at the event, um, and I know a lot of people know him as eccentric. on Instagram, he's a model maker and he's been working on the trophy for the Sith Taker Open. Um, and he's been sharing a lot of pictures with me. And I am, I so want to share it, but it's not quite <laughs> finished yet. I can't like, believe how quick things change. Yeah. Like he just goes, Oh, I've, I've, my, my wife's gone out for the day. So I'm going to spend a couple of hours in the workshop. He sends me a message. Like he keeps me updated all the time. Uh, it's, it's awesome because he goes, wife's gone out for the day. I get a couple of hours <laughs> in the workshop without her bothering me. And then like a couple of hours later, he sends me a picture with something completely magical on it. And I'm like, oh. 
that's amazing. And then he goes, no, 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 it's boring and flat. I'm going to make it more awesome. I've ordered this stuff and I've ordered that stuff and it'll arrive tomorrow and then I'll send you some more. And I'm just like, right. So I've given up trying to second guess when he's going to say it's finished. But he said it's getting there. He's got a few bits and bobs that he wants to add on to it. And as soon as it is finished, we're going to we're gonna publish it. But honestly, the man is an absolute genius. So I'm glad that we've got a commission in and he's coming to Worlds. So I'm really, really looking forward to meeting him in person if I don't get a chance to meet him beforehand, because um, I don't think he's going to make it up to the open in February. Um, but yeah, oh, I can't wait to share pictures of this uh, prize because I don't think I've been as excited about a first place <laughs> prize since we got the lightsaber two years ago. Oh, um, that, that is exciting. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like it's a tournament box thing. Like people that know his work, I can kind of say what it is. It's a tournament box with a diorama on top of it um, that you can put your ships into. So he's he's shared similar things that he's done before, um, but I'm not going to say anything more about it because, like, I don't think it would ever leave my house if I owned it because I would just want it sat on my shelf so I could look <laughs> at it with like hearts in my eyes like all day. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. So. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying this to try and promote people to join the event because, you know, we sold out in it. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, build a bit of hype for it. Make Demetrius sad if he listens to the podcast this late. Oh, oh he, he came up and threatened me, menaced me at the UK Games Expo. He was like, trying to shake <laughs> me down for a ticket. And I was like, I'm really, I'm really sorry. He was like, mate, I had COVID. I had COVID. <laughs> couldn't even think let alone log on to the internet and now i've missed out on a ticket for the first time and i was like oh you've been to all of them he was like yes i've been to all of them I was like, oh, i'm sorry oh. Um, we're trying to sort things out we're trying to make sure that as many of the waiting list get through as possible but we're still too far out to start talking about booting people off so mm. um or asking people to drop their tickets so anyway um right yeah, Tim. Okay, Tim's just sent me a Samuel L. Jackson um, gif um, on the internet, telling me that I'm taking too long waffling on. So uh, I'm going to stop before he just cuts me off and say it's uh, goodbye from Ben. Bye. It's goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. It's goodbye from our special guest Tom Veal with an E. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. Ta-da. Bye.